I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Some of the things that we need to do to advance in life is not to do more of anything new. It's to do less of some of the old stuff. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Gray's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing, consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself that is in my group program called the bulletproof mastermind you can get information and join either program by going to work on your game university.com right now again that is work on your game university.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to work on your game, university.com. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mentalities all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is getting your mind right around the subject of money. Now, before we get into this topic, first of all, let me tell everybody, I send out a daily motivation text message every day to everyone who's in my texting community free of charge, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point for the day in front of you. You want to get that text, all you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. Again, free of charge every single day. The number again, 305-384-6894. Text me if you want to get the daily motivation text. Now, this topic, getting your mind right around money. Now, I will offer you the disclaimer up front that what I'm about to offer you here today is not a financial advice. You should consult your accountant or some other financial professional before making any investments or money decisions. And while I am no finance expert, I wouldn't even call myself a money expert. I don't do it as a, I don't uh, teach people anything about money as a profession, but I do know a few things. Specifically, I know some things that I had to unlearn from my own upbringing that once I exterminated some poor mindsets around money, it helped me tremendously. And this is something that I've told you all many times here on the show that often some of the things that we need to do to advance in life is not to do more of anything new. It's to do less of some of the old stuff. And sometimes it's addition by subtraction. And many times in life, actually, once you have established a baseline of what your skill set is and what you're bringing to the table, a lot of your forward progress will be based on what you can eliminate, not what you can add on. So today I want to share a few of those ideas around the concept of money, the same way that I talk about strategy and mental toughness and discipline, some things that will help all of you, especially you entrepreneurs out there, especially those of you who have final say and full say over how you are making your money. In other words, you're an entrepreneur who sets your own prices. You can name how much hour of your time is worth. You basically get to write your own check. If you had the balls to actually write it and you had the balls to make somebody cash it, there are some things that could help you a lot if you would just understand them not only on a logical surface conscious level, which you will, as I explained them here today, but also accepting and understanding them on an emotional level, which is going to go deeper than just the time that we spend here today. But you really internalizing these things and turning them over in your mind and allowing your subconscious to accept them, because that's when they're going to start really affecting your actions. And if you haven't read my book, The Mental Workbook, where I explain how the subconscious works and how the things that you take in affect your subconscious, then you can get that book by going to work on yourgame.com slash books, or the even better option, I'll give you an even better deal, is if you go to thirddaybook.com, claim your copy of my new book, Third Day, then after the first page, when you get the book, on the next page, we're going to offer you the Bulletproof Bundle, which is my four best books on mindset. Then on the next page, we're going to offer you four more books, which is the Mental Game Super Duper Bundle, which is Work on Your Game, Bulletproof Mindset, 30 Days of Discipline, and the Mental Workbook. So that's how you can get 10 books in one order, in addition to the Work On Your Game system manual. That's at thirddaybook.com. And all those links are down below. The links, numbers, everything I mentioned here is down below in the show notes. So let's get into the points. Today's topic, once again, is getting your mind right around the concept of money. Point number one, forget, eliminate, extirpate, exterminate 
all the things that you have heard and been told about money that were told to you by people who are broke. Let's just let that one sink in. I'm going to say it again. Forget everything that you have heard and been told about money by people who are broke. And when I say broke, I don't necessarily mean that this person has or does not have a certain dollar amount in their pocket or in their bank account. I'm talking about also that it could mean that, but I'm also talking about people who are broke in terms of their mentality. They are mentally broke around the concept of money, which usually often when someone's mentally broke around money, they usually end up tangibly broke around money. And if they are mentally broke around money and they have money, that they and their money will soon part, as the saying goes, to paraphrase it. People who say things like they can't afford it without even knowing how much it costs or trying to figure out a way to work around maybe a prohibitive price that might be in their way because they don't quite have the money. People who just immediately say, well, I can't afford it, so I'm not going to do it. Or you don't even try to figure out a way to make it work. Those people are mentally broke. Now, they might not be financially broke yet, but they will eventually become financially broke because they're mentally broke. The mind, whatever's happening in the mind is eventually going to show itself in the flesh. That's just the way life works. In other words, see, people who are mentally fit around the concept of money, they can have zero dollars in their bank account. But when they see something that they want to purchase, realizing that they have zero in their bank account, you know what they ask themselves? Instead of saying, I can't afford it and just quitting on the situation and not activating their mind to think, you know what they say? They say, how could I afford this? How could I make this work? What else could I offer since I don't have money? Or how could I figure out a way that maybe I could still get this thing, even though I don't have all the money right now at this moment? It sounds like a very simple, trite thing, but a lot of people do this to themselves. And this is the reason why they are financially and mentally broke or is why they're on their way to being so. So I want you to forget everything that anyone who does not think like this has told you about money. Anyone who says something like, I can't afford it, or they just don't even challenge themselves to think about how they can make something happen financially because they just say, well, I don't have the money or the price is too high or it costs too much. And they don't even challenge themselves to figure it out or figure out a way around the situation. Don't listen to anything that those people tell you about money. And if they've already told you some things, forget all of it. Because if you take in their information, as you, you know the saying, you're on your way to becoming them. Anybody you know who pays $80 a month for a cable television, but they won't invest $25 in a book, forget everything that they tell you about money. Often, as I said a moment ago, the progress that you want in life is not a matter of you doing more of some new thing, and often not even more of an old thing all the time. It's a matter of doing less of the old bad stuff, the stuff that's actually holding you back. If you eliminate that, you move further a lot faster without doing anything different. Getting the bad stuff out of your system can instigate a significant positive change in your results. The challenge is you must identify what the bad stuff is, accept that it's bad stuff, and then choose to get rid of it. Consciously, you'll understand that it's bad, but emotionally, you need to understand that it's bad. And then emotionally, through your emotions, move yourself to action to actually get rid of the thing. This is really the challenge for most people in life. It is not that they don't understand that they're doing something that's hurting them. They do understand it. And if someone points it out to them, they will nod their heads in agreement. What they won't do, though, is actually take action to change the thing that they have already agreed is not working for them. To give you an example, there's a person who I know who has a lot of experience in their field and they're really good at what they do. And they could be, based on their skill set, be making a lot of money from what they're doing. But by their own admission, they're not making nearly as much as they want to be making. They're not making a lot at all. But this is their own words. They even said to me, 
And one of the reasons I come to find out when I start asking them about what they're doing in their business is that they are severely underpricing themselves. They're charging probably 20% of what they should actually be charging for their services. On an, if they were charging by the hour, they were just serving somebody by the hour, they're charging about 20% what they should be charging. Now, I've talked to this person about this more than once, over and over again, and this person has continually kept charging the number that is too small. Now, is it because they consciously didn't hear what I said? Is it because they don't agree with what I said? No and no. The reason that they haven't done it is because their emotions have not allowed them to divorce themselves from the way that they have been thinking all the way up until this point. I'm telling you that to tell you this. You had to make sure this is not happening to you as well, because all of us as human beings, we are emotional creatures. All right? We all have emotions. Some people show theirs and are controlled by theirs more than others, but we all have them. And if you consciously understand something, but you do not emotionally accept it, this is where you get frustration. This is where you get internal conflict, where you understand something on a surface level, but you can't move yourself to act on that thing. So you got to make sure. And money is one of those things that is a money is one of the biggest subjects when it comes to that. What I just described to you, simply because many of us have very strong and often unhelpful emotional connections to money, which usually stems from our childhood i.e. from the people that we grew up around and their emotional mindsets around money and them probably not even be aware, being aware of what those mindsets were. You picked up on them because they were influential adults in your life and you have not even realized that you got it from them. You have some unhealthy money mindsets and you haven't even realized that it's the exact thing that is holding you back to this very point. And that could have been 20, 30, 40 years ago. So getting that bad stuff out of your system emotionally is the key to actually getting started with this stuff. So when it comes to money, most of these bad things that I'm talking about that you might have picked up from the adults around you as a child are usually based on the concept of scarcity, i.e. people who think or they have, again, an emotional belief. It's not even that they consciously think this because consciously they don't think this, but emotionally they believe subconsciously that there is a lack of money in existence. So when they have $10, they got to hold on to that $10 as if there will, it can never be another $10 that can replace it or 20 or 50 or $100 that can replace the $10 that they have in their hands. And these people, when they have this scarcity mindset, they have a mindset of there's not enough. Guess what happens? Any mindset that you hold on to long enough, especially if it is emotionally charged, your actions and the world around you, you will start to attract things that reflect that energy. So if you have an energy of there's not enough, a whole bunch of things are going to keep happening in your life and you're going to do things. You're going to attract people that will reinforce the emotional belief that you have that there's not enough. So you believe there's not enough money in the world, even though logically there is. You will keep putting yourself into situations, consciously or unconsciously, that will reinforce that belief that there's not enough money. Now, somebody who's listening to this, I've just described how you got to where you are today. You've had this scarcity mindset in your subconscious. You might not consciously be thinking about it, but it's led to you always feeling like there's not enough. There's not enough money. I can't charge more because people don't have that money. I'm not making any money, so I can't do this. I can't do that. Or you're holding yourself back using the reasoning, what's actually an excuse, that you don't have a lot of money or that you don't make a lot of money. I hear people use this kind of language all the time, way more than I'd be comfortable hearing people say it. That's how I know a lot of people have this challenge. And because you believe that, and every time you say it, you reinforce it, all you're doing is giving yourself more reasons to stay in that situation. This is the way it all works. And this is a false belief, by the way, if you have any mindset scarcity around or I can't spend money or I can't charge money, or I can't use money because then you're not going to get more back again, not on a logical level, but on an emotional level. 
or this leads to people making bad investments with their money, which are not actually investments. They what we usually call them are costs. A cost is money that's output and there's nothing that's coming back from it. An investment, you put money out, you want to get something back. And the way that you can gauge a good investment versus a bad investment is by asking yourself simply, is this going to make me better? Or is it going to make me worse? Is it me using this $5 here or this $5,000, is this going to make my situation better? Or is it going to make my situation worse? And then you can look back on it later, debriefing and ask yourself, did it make me better or did it make me worse? That's how you know if it was a good or bad investment. Moving on to point number two. So that first point, just to be clear, is forgetting anything that you have heard about money from broke people, broke minded or tangibly broke people who are saying things like, I can't afford it. They don't ask themselves questions like, how can I afford it? They have a, a scarcity mindset around money. And these people who I'm referring to, I'm not just talking about random people on Twitter. I'm usually talking about the people who you grew up around, whose money mindset you inherited from them without even realizing it. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is getting your mind right around money. Number two, I want you to accept the following point. This one's really challenging for some of you, but I want you to write it down, remember it, burn it on your brain. Here it is. Money does not possess a moral conscience. Money does not possess a moral conscience. What does this mean? All of us humans, we believe we have a moral conscience. If you want to know if someone, you want to hear somebody, talking about their moral conscience, then actually, if you want an example of people talking about their moral conscience, all you got to do is listen to episode number 1393, where I talked about your moral obligation to be great. Episode 493, where I told you moral victory isn't enough. But most recently, episode 1955, how to protect your freedom from moralizers. What is a moralizer? A moralizer is a person who believes that their goodness their niceness, their upstandingness, if that's even a word, is so high that they are in position to where they can judge other people. No one is in this position, but a moralizer is exactly the person who, for whatever reason, appears to believe that they are this person, that they can judge the character or the morals of another individual. I want you to understand something. Even though there are plenty of human moralizers, they're out there. That's why I did a whole episode about them and how to protect yourself from them. Money is not a human being. Money does not think. Money does not have a moral conscience. So what this means is money works not according to things like deserving it. It doesn't work according to things like I worked really hard, so I should and will have it, even though many of you think that and many of you have been taught that it is not true. Working hard and deserving money will not make money come to you. And it does not mean you will get money just because you work hard or you think you're a good person. None of those things will draw money to you, even though, again, some of you right now, right now, I'm going against the grain of the way some of you have been thinking your entire lives. But understand, not all is lost. All right. You don't have to throw away everything you've ever believed in life. Just hear me out on everything I'm saying. Money works according to formulas, the same way that science works according to a formula or many formulas, such as the scientific formula, the way that math works according to formulas like the quadratic formula. There's another formula that I keep forgetting is I was trying to talk about this other day, but I couldn't remember the name of the formula. But mathematics has formulas like algebra has certain formulas. You know that when you're doing an algebraic equation, you do the exponents first. Or first, you do the parentheses, anything in parentheses. Then you do the exponents. Then you do the multiplication and division. Then you do the addition and subtraction. There's a formula to how you do things. And if you follow the formula, you get the right outcome. If you do not follow the formula, you get the wrong outcome. And guess 
Just like math and science, money does not care if you are a good person or a bad person, if you are a nice guy or a terrible lady, if you have perfect ethics or you have terrible ethics, if you are a upstanding citizen who's never done as much as stolen a pencil, or you're a criminal who's stealing from everybody every opportunity you get. If you follow the formula, regardless of how good or bad of a person you are, if you follow the formula in mathematics, you will get the right answer. You follow the formula in science, you will get the outcome you're looking for. You follow the formula with money, you will make money. Doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. And if you do not follow the formula, even if you're a good person, you will fail. Give you an example. How many of you in school worked really, really hard on a subject that you were struggling with and you really worked hard and you worked your ass off and you studied and you took extra classes and you hired a tutor and you went to study hall and you worked with somebody else who knew the subject better than you and then you still failed the test. Any of you ever had that happen? How many of you athletes out there feel like you work really, really hard at your sport, yet you still didn't make the team or you still don't get in the game or you still don't get any respect from other players in that sport? How many of you coaches have ever had a player come to you and tell you the exact thing that I just told you? Hey, coach, I'm the first one who comes to practice. I'm the last one who leaves practice. I'm always in the gym. I put in extra work. I do more work than everybody else out there, yet I'm still not getting in the game. And you have to answer and try to explain to this player why they're still not getting in the game. Any of you coaches ever had that challenge? How many of you teachers ever had to tell one of your students after you had to come up with an answer to tell one of your students after they told you how hard they worked on a project, yet you still gave them a dissatisfactory grade? How many of you, let's be honest, had somebody come to you with this type of plea and you told them a whole bunch of things to make them feel better about themselves? Like, hey, you keep working hard. Keep believing in yourself. Keep being a good person. You deserve it. You're going to make it. Why? Because you worked hard and because you believe in yourself and because you're a good person. All right. You and I both know that's some bullshit. And if you didn't know, now you know. Being a good person, working hard, believing in yourself, struggling and striving are not formulas for success. Yes, you heard me correctly. Let me say it again, just in case you think I misspoke. Being a good person, working hard, believing in yourself, struggling, striving, showing up early, leaving late. Those things are elements of success. There are successful people who have done these things. If you look at the history of successful people, you may find these things. But let me be clear. Note my wording here because it is precise. These are not formulas for success. In other words, just doing these things alone will not create success. Everybody hear me clearly there. Do not paraphrase what I just said. Do not paraphrase what I just said. Take it word for word exactly as I said it. I don't need to be paraphrased. My living is based on my use of verbiage. I don't need anyone to paraphrase me. So sometimes I get people reaching out to me and say, well, Dre, on your podcast, you said this, and then they paraphrase something that I said. Never paraphrase me, okay? Take everything I say exactly as I said it. I know exactly what I'm doing. Money does not possess a moral conscience. If you do not follow the formulas in math, you get the wrong answer. And when I was in school and I took a math test, and if I didn't study, I usually end up doing pretty bad on the test. and often. Sometimes, you no, know, we in student in school, us students, we would sometimes try to cheat on the test. All right, you know somebody who had math at third period, you got the same teacher at seventh period. Okay, give me the test that you already took. Give me the answers to the test. I'll just memorize the answers. I'll just put down the answers. The challenge with that was the teacher would always put on the test. You have to show your work. You have to show what formula you used and how you use the formula in order to get the answer. In other words, you can't just have the answer. You got to show the formula. And if you don't know the formula, you fail. That happened to me a few times. That's why I took calculus four times in college. That's a true story. In science, you don't follow the formula, you're not going to get the answer you're looking for. 
with money, if you don't follow the formula, you will not get the outcome, regardless of how good of a person you are, regardless of how much you feel you deserve it, regardless of how hard you worked to get it. How many of you am I speaking to right now? You're a really hard worker. You're really grinding. You're really dedicated. You believe in yourself. You're a good person. You feel like you deserve it, yet you're still not getting the results that you want financially. It's because you are not following the formula. You're following a false formula that I just told you to forget about. And point number one, from broke people, financially broke or mindset-wise broke, mentally broke, who told you these false ideas about success. They are false ideas. They are formulas to making things happen. You don't just believe in yourself and something happens. Everybody clear? Where I'm at right here, we're still on point number two. If you don't follow the formulas, you won't make money. Money does not care if you're a good person and it doesn't care if you're a bad person. If you follow the formula, you'll make money. Let me say that one more time. Money does not care if you're a good person or if you're a bad person. If you follow the formula, you will make money. This is true. Now, some of you right now are questioning if that is true. Let me offer you some information to support the point that I just made. If money had a moral conscience, how does it happen? How does something like Enron happen where executives are stealing money, doing things they're not supposed to be doing, screwing over their customers or their shareholders or the public? Yeah, they're making money and getting away with it for a long time. Yes, they did eventually get caught, but they got away with it for a long time. What about somebody like Bernie Madoff? Everybody knows who Bernie Madoff is. In short, to keep it very simple, Bernie Madoff was an investor. He was the type of person who would manage people's money. People would give him their money to manage. So let's say somebody had $100,000 or $100 million. They would give it to Bernie Madoff. He would invest their money. Allegedly, this is what he would explain to them. He's going to invest their money and he would help them make more money on their money. So in other words, if you give Bernie Madoff $100, by next year, he's going to turn that into $120. And next year, it'd be $130. Next year, $180. That was his job. Now, is it always going to be an exact amount? And is he always going to make you money? Hopefully, he's always going to make you money. Is it always going to be the exact amount? No. That's generally speaking what Bernie Madoff did for a living. Okay. Or at least that's what ostensibly he was doing for a living. So he was a very hot commodity in that world because he was helping all of the people whose money he was managing make more money every single year. And he was making people so much money that people were begging him to manage their money. And he was turning people down. I have read stories of people who said they went to Bernie and asked and begged him, hey, can you manage some money for me? And he would turn them down and say, no, no, no. And he basically kept it exclusive. So he wouldn't manage everybody's money. What happened is turned out that Bernie Madoff was lying about the way that he was managing people's money. He was really just enriching himself and essentially stealing money from the people that he was supposed to be helping out. He eventually got found out that what he was running, they called it a Ponzi scheme, and he went to jail, and I believe he's still in prison. I I think he's still alive, but he's in prison. The whole point is, Bernie Madoff was following a formula for making money. Now, am I saying that I agree with this formula? No. Am I saying that he was a good person? No. What I'm saying is, there was a formula he was following for making money, and I'm, I'm not talking about his Ponzi scheme. I'm talking about the formula that he was following that was causing people to come to him and give him their money to manage. There was a formula that he was following that was making that work over and over again to the point that he was even turning down customers. That was a formula. I'm not saying that you need to agree with it. I want you to understand the logic of it, the dispassionate rationale of the situation. Now, here's the thing. Some of you might say, well, yeah, Dre, Enron, people were bad and Bernie Madoff was bad. And that's why they ended up getting caught. Like, well, if karma caught up to them, they got caught and they went to jail and, you know, they got they had to pay a price for the bad things that they did. That part I agree with. But here's the part that you're forgetting. There were a whole bunch of people 
who gave money to Bernie Madoff to manage, guess what happened to them when Bernie Madoff got found out? Nothing happened to them. They didn't get their money back. There were people who gave millions of dollars to Bernie Madoff. And when it was found out that he was running a Ponzi scheme and he was not really investing their money, but actually stealing their money and there was no money to pay them back with, guess what happened to those people who gave their life savings to Bernie Madoff? Nothing happened. They didn't get their money back. So the point that I'm making to you is the following. There was a formula that was being followed, and that's why Bernie Madoff's thing, quote unquote, worked until it didn't work. But the people who gave their money to Bernie, there was some violation in what they did that led them to losing their money. And again, this is not a judgment of those people. It is not a judgment of Bernie Madoff either. I'm just stating what happened. This is true. And if you don't know about it, go read the books. There have been books written about this, articles, videos, YouTube, whatever. Go look it up. Many people got ruined by the scandals of these companies and these people, and they were perfectly good people, deserving people, hardworking people. They did all the right things, quote unquote, and they lost in these situations because somewhere along the line, they violated the formula. They just found out about it too late. Listen, all of us at times in life violate formulas. It's just a matter of how quickly do we find out and then what do we do about it and what can we do about it? This is just, just facts, ladies and gentlemen. These things happen. I'm not saying it makes you right or wrong. It doesn't make you a bad or good person. Luck happens in life. You just hope that when good luck happens, it hits big. And when bad luck happens, it's a recoverable situation. This is just how life is. It is imbalanced. It is not fair. Everyone does not get the same outcomes. I told you about this uh, how many times here on the show? I don't even need to tell you what episodes. I said that so many times. What else this point means? We're still on point number two. Being a good person, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about money here. Being a good person entitles you to nothing. And I'm letting that pause sink in because I really want that thought to sink into everybody who's listening to this, especially those of you who believe you have been raised to believe and you consciously and unconsciously have believed that because you're a good person, because you believe in yourself, because you work hard, because you're deserving, because you show up early, because you leave late, because all the quote unquote good things and right things that your parents and your school teachers and some whack motivational speakers told you to do that will help you become successful, that that is going to make you successful. I'm telling you that is bullshit. It is not true. Those elements may be present as part of your success, but they are not the cause of your success, nor will they be the cause of your failure. They are just elements. All right. They're kind of like salt, pepper, and oregano. All right. You put them on top of the food, but they're not the meal. You get what I'm saying? Being a good person entitles you to nothing. You know what it entitles you to? Feeling good about yourself. Maybe. Do not confuse correlation with causation. Causation is the formula. Do this, you get this. Correlation is a coincidence. This happened and this happened at the same time, but they did not cause each other. The game is the game, folks. Now, you'll listen to the right show to learn the game. Hopefully, you're staying with me. Let's move on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is getting your mind right around the concept of money. You could actually apply this to, you could take the word money out, you could apply this to other things that you're looking for in life as well. Point number three, if you are in business, or you're at work. doesn't matter what kind of work you do. It doesn't matter how your business works. If you are a boss at a company, if you're an employee at an organization, if you're a partner in a partnership, if you're the running a startup, doesn't matter how you do it. Whatever you do for work, all right, this is what I'm telling you. You are in the business of making money. If you're an entrepreneur, you're in the business of making money. If you work at a company, you're in the business of helping that company make money. And there is probably, hopefully, a formula that that company follows to make money. Now, while you might not be doing the exact exchange of money, there's something that you do that helps that company keep making their money or 
prevents that company from losing money. For example, if you're a maintenance man working at a, a McDonald's, you keeping the bathroom clean helps the company keep making money because customers will keep coming in because the bathroom's so clean and they won't stop coming because the bathroom was dirty and disgusting. So even if you're not the person taking the money out of somebody's hand, you will still have a part in the process of helping that company make money. Every one of us, when we go to work, we are in the business of helping the entity of which we are a part make money. That is the business that you're in. The thing that you do is merely the vehicle for the actual business. So McDonald's, for example, is not in the business of hamburgers and french fries and filet of fish. McDonald's is in the business of earning money. And the vehicles that they use for that is french fries, hamburgers, filet of fish. Another one is real estate. There's McDonald's really in the real estate business, more near in the food business, honestly. But this is the point. The thing you do is merely the vehicle for the actual business. If you're an author and you write books, you're not in the business of writing books. Uh, you don't get paid for writing books. You know what you get paid to do? You get paid to sell books. You're in the business of selling books. Now, if your writing is great, then hopefully your writing will help you sell more books. But you're not in the business of writing books. Nobody pays you for writing books. They pay you to sell a book. And if they pay you up front in the writing world, in the publishing industry, they call that in advance. It's in advance, meaning they're paying you in advance for money that they expect to make. And if you don't make that money, they won't be doing any more business with you moving forward. All right. That's the business that you're in is selling the thing that you do. So any of you, whatever it is you do for a living, understand what the business you're really in is. How do I get this thing in the hands of somebody who wants it in exchange for money? That's the business you're in. Business being the exchange of resources between people. Any of us who has a job, any of us who owns a business is in the business of earning money or making money. We'll use those interchangeably to that. We do the thing to support the end goal of making money. I share this because many people I hear from are so focused on either A, they're focused on doing the thing. I am a personal trainer. No, you're a salesperson of personal training is what you actually are. Or B, they're focused on their scarcity mindset. I can't charge $100 because nobody else had, nobody would pay $100. Or I told you, I talked about this in the episode on you are not your avatar, which is episode number 2077. Understand that the way that you think about the thing that you sell is not the way that your clients and customers think about it. Meaning do not project your mindset onto other people because they don't think like you. Nobody thinks exactly like you. So do not allow your scarcity mindset to hold you back. C, people are focusing on their immaculate genius. I'm just so good at my thing. I don't understand why I'm not making more money. You're not making more money because you're not following the formula for making money. You're following the formula for doing the thing, but you don't get paid for doing the thing. Right? And your results should be proof positive of that. Or D. They're focused on all of the above, doing the thing, the scarcity mindset, and their immaculate genius. And they miss out on the main thing, which is earning money. So you have to understand what these things are. You got to understand how these mindsets are or may be holding you back or have held you back up to this point. And think about where you got your money mentality from. Think about the people that you grew up around and what their mindsets were around money and the kind of things they would say to you about money and how they were with money and how they felt about money and what your emotions have been your whole life around money, it probably almost definitely goes back to your childhood. And if it was unhealthy, as I've found many people's was, you got to unlearn some of the bullshit that you've been taught. Uh, this is just what it is. In episode 1907, I told you how to unlearn bullshit. So if there's some bullshit you need to unlearn and you're realizing it today, go listen to episode 1907. I help you out with this. I want to go through all three of these three points that I made here, just on point number three, these A, B, and C. The three things that cause people to not understand what business they're in. A, 
They are focused so much on doing the thing. As I just said, you are in the business of selling the thing that you do. Yes, you do that thing and doing it well will probably help you sell it because maybe you'll get some testimonials, you get some word of mouth marketing from somebody that you already helped. They'll tell the next person that you're great at doing that thing. And the better you are at it, you'll probably be more confident in talking about it and being willing to sell it. The better you are at it, the more confident you might be in what you're willing to charge for it and what somebody's willing to pay for it. So doing the thing does matter. Again, I'm the work on your game guy. So don't never misconstrue it. I'm telling you that the game doesn't matter. Having game matters a lot. But understand, having game alone is not going to make you money. You have to learn how to sell the game. Those are two different things. And this is how somebody can be mediocre in their game, but great at making money simply because they're better at selling it than they even are at doing it. Challenge for them is that they can't keep doing it over and over again in the same spot because people notice their mediocrity and say, well, I'm not buying from them again because it was what the product was mediocre. Now, if you're great at doing it and you're great at selling it, that's when you hit the jackpot. The second thing that people have hold them back when it comes to what they're doing at work and making money from it is their own scarcity mindset. Again, this is the person who says, as I talked about in the episode on You Are Not Your Avatar 2077, just because you wouldn't pay $100 for a personal trainer doesn't mean your clients wouldn't pay $100 for a personal trainer. Or you think you're not worth $100, well, that's a bigger problem because if you think you're not worth it, you'll never charge it. You got to get over that scarcity mindset. So any of you have a scarcity mindset, you need to get in touch with me and you actually need to join the Bulletproof Mastermind so I can help you off that scarcity mindset that is holding you back. And I went into detail on this in episode 1363, the scarcity mindset that's holding you back. That is literally the title of the episode. So you haven't listened to that. Go check that one out. It is the very thing that might be keeping you from making the kind of revenue that you want to be making. Or C, you're focused on your immaculate genius. This is the person who believes because they are so good at doing the thing that they should make a certain amount of money. They should or they deserve or they're so good. Uh, these are three words you should be very, very wary of when, it's, when you're talking about your worth. I should, I deserve, or I'm good. All right, nobody cares. At least when it comes to opening their wallet and paying you, people pay you for what they see value in, not what you see value in. Those are two different things. And this is the sales world. I got a book called The Seller's Mindset that will help you understand all of this. You can get it at workingyourgamecom slash books, or you're focused on all the above. All right. Any of these is going to hold you back. All that being said, let's recap today's class, which is getting your mind right around money. I know a few things, many of them, which I had to unlearn in order to get to the point that I could share with you what I'm sharing here today. And let's recap these points. Number one, forget the things that you have heard and been told by people who are mentally or tangibly broke. Anyone who does not ask themselves the question, how can I afford this? They can't afford it in the moment. Instead of saying, how can I afford it? They just throw their hands up and say, well, I can't afford it. Stay away from those people. Do not listen to any advice that they give you around money. And if they've already given you advice around money, go find it and delete it. Anybody who is willing to pay $80 a month for cable TV and $25 for Netflix, but they won't invest $10 in a book, all right, they're telling you exactly who they are. Do not listen to those individuals. Your progress in life often is a matter of addition by subtraction rather than addition by addition. Point number two, money does not possess a moral conscience. I could do a whole 10 episodes just on this point alone. Money works according to formulas. The same way science and math work according to formulas, they are impartial. They do not have emotions. They do not care if you are a good person or a bad person. They don't care what you did yesterday. They don't care if you are a liar or a cheat or a thief. If you follow their formulas, you will get results. Money does not care what type of person you are. It does not moralize. It does not make any judgments of your character. This is how bad people can make a whole lot of money. And the people that they get their money off of, those bad people, those people never get made whole again. So even though you might think, oh, well, the law of karma comes and gets them, but well, the law of karma does not help the people that they stole from. So this is my very point. Just being a good person does not mean good things are always going to happen to you. There are formulas that must be followed. 
sometimes you don't follow the right formula. This happens to all of us in life. The hope is when we do misfollow a formula, it doesn't hurt us so bad that we cannot recover from the situation. Being a good person entitles you to absolutely nothing. Point number three, if you're in business or you're at work, you are in the business of earning money for the thing that you do. The thing is merely the vehicle for the actual business, which is the exchange. The thing is merely the vehicle for the business, which is the exchange. Everybody hear me. You have a job. When you go to your business, if you're running a startup, you are in the business of earning money. We do the thing to support the end goal of earning money. Do not get these concepts confused. Any of you who's confused about anything that I said here today, rewind this episode and listen to the whole thing all over again. All that being said, text me to get my daily motivation text for free straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Let me say that again. 305-384-6894. And if you are ready to start getting your mind right around how you're doing your business, how you're selling your thing, not only your personal growth, but also your professional growth and getting a strategy in place so that you can start following formulas that will actually make you money in your business. So you can stop talking about how good you are and how much you feel like you deserve it because you're good at what you do. As I just told you that it doesn't matter. Join my Bulletproof Mastermind so we can get your shit together this year, not next year, not five years from now, but actually right now. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Click the corresponding button, join the Bulletproof Mastermind, and let's get to work right now so we can stop wasting time and stop wasting your talent. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.